Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gabagool at home. Welcome to Gabagool. I wish I could have a uh, footage of your face when you saw that part of this episode where the guy says, why go out for hamburger when you've got, what does he say, prime rib at home? Prime rib, I think. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, I know exactly what I'm going to do with it. The little smirk that would have spread across your face like a, like a disease. Honestly, I forgot that happened until I just scrolled back through the recap. <laughs> uh, welcome to Gabagool. My name's Ben Vanell. I'm joined by Adam Knox. We're comedians and podcasters, and we like to talk about The Sopranos. We sure do, especially episode four, Meadowlands. Episode four mm. of season one. Meadowlands. This happened last week as well. I didn't know what the episode was called until like we started talking about it. Mm. What what is what is Meadowlands? I think, I think the Meadowlands is where Christopher says the people dragged him out to when they like oh. scared him and beat him up. I think he says they dragged me out the all the way to fucking Meadowlands. Yeah, so it must be right, some right, part right. of New York. Yeah, New Jersey. Ah, uh, <laughs> that place. Also, Meadow is called Meadow, so I don't know if that ties in somehow. Nothing to do with it. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I think uh, this is the first time... Is it the first time in the show that we actually see a dream sequence? Yeah, that opening. Uh, I think so. there's not a dream sequence with the ducks, is there? I feel like it's just described. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this is the first time... Um, in, in and not the last time we get a dream sequence in this show, um, it's. I thought. Well, actually, I don't want to spoil what I thought it was going to be because that might be a future dream sequence. But right. basically, it starts with Tony talking to Melfi. Yeah, right? he like el- yeah. eyes up her legs. Um, That's he, right. It's the first like time because this is something I remember from watching again I've only ever seen season one and like a little bit Mm. of two but I remember as we go on here Tony is going to maybe as a and you see him sort of doing it here like and he's already kind of been doing it a tiny bit like this episode is very much it though to I think disempower Melfi he Mm. is like sexualizing her and becoming uh, more trying to become more personal with her so that he can regain control Totally, take away, take away her power. Yeah, um, humanize her, uh, take away her authority. Yeah, but yes, yeah, that absolutely sort of um, peaks in this episode in terms of the negative, um, yeah, <laughs> consequences of that. But yeah, so he's he's sort of looking at her, and then he walks out, and he sees Hesh he sees... go past the window on like a oh. Segway or something. He like floats by. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the indication. This is a weird dream. Hesh just zooms past like a ghost. Yeah. And um, he's like, it's my friend. My friend's here. I guess. And that obviously, yeah, underscores his major insecurity in this episode Mm -hmm. um, of having people from his other life find out he's going to therapy. And be concerned about it. Think that he's weak, but also think he might be squealing because you got anthony sees him through like a door crack uh sill mm-hmm. sees him while having sex with someone and then mm-hmm. he gives him a big wink paulie's reading a yep. chinese newspaper upside down right. oh, no it's not upside down i just don't know chinese characters so <laughs> I, I just saw it then i'm watching the episode sort of on mute it's yeah. a regular uh, right way up paper <laughs> sure <laughs> i thought it was upside big pussies there yep and then melfi is his mother yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and Jackie's there too. All the sort of major stresses in his life right now, like the people he doesn't want to find mm. out about the um, therapy, Jackie being there, his kid, and then uh, his mother. I guess um, Paul uh, Jr. is the only one who doesn't really yeah, yes. show up. Um, which is interesting because it, it turns out by the end of this episode, maybe, that Jr. isn't really... The, the thing that Tony has to worry about. No. I think that he, he kind of maybe knows all along, like, I think I can handle Junior. It's uh, the other people that are that are bigger issues. A hundred percent. I don't think he takes Junior seriously. And that's Junior's yeah. problem with Tony. And he's right Absolutely. about it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, Tony wakes up. He's with one of his mistresses, with his yeah. guma. And then, ah, oh, a fantastic scene following this where he goes home and Anthony Jr. is taking in some of uh, the greatest culture you can possibly take in yeah. on God's Green Earth. <laughs> a bit a of Mario Kart 64. Hot off of the off of the cartridge presses. Yeah. Or I guess when is this? 99? So it would have been a couple of years old actually. Mm-hmm. They don't have the latest <laughs> and greatest. But um Yeah, the, <laughs> from from Gumas to Goombas, uh, he's playing a bit of Mario and uh yep. Tony sits down and plays with him and is like, hey, what are you doing? Are you winning, son? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then picks up a controller to play with him and holds it like a gun. Holds it like a gun and just drives the guy into the wall. He's not very good at it. Impossible and- to do. Mario Kart 64 yeah. is yeah. a two-handed game. Now, Absolutely. I don't want to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's-, it's also one of the most accessible games in the world and Tony can't. Yeah. But then, he, yeah, he's like, how's school going? You know, how's how's life? You know, what's your, your grades? Keep, you know, all that stuff. Mm. And... Um, Anthony Jr. is just focused on the Mario Kart. And then I don't know if this was really, really obvious or just because I think we're trying to pick it apart. But, like, just watching Tony um, win by <laughs> putting his hand in front of his son's face, cheating, essentially yeah. strong-arming his, his son and being like, no, I'm going to win. I'm going to figure out how to win. Yep. And uh, just totally is, is Tony's character. That's a really good point. I didn't even really think about that. I just saw it as roughhousing, but it's exactly true. His dad <laughs> is... Like, you know, showing him his role model and as goes on further in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Is giving him... Because, like, later on when when Carmela's talking to him about the bully or not not even bully, the guy at school who he fights. Yeah, yeah. um, Well, we'll we'll get to that. But you're right. Like, Anthony Jr. seems like he's got the run of the place. He's, like, Mm -hmm. awake when Tony's getting home late after falling asleep with his mistress yeah. He's like, go, go to bed soon, right? And Tony Jr.'s like, meh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll do mm-hmm. what I want. He's a little mm-hmm. Cartman. <laughs> he totally is, yeah. Kind of kind of stupid semen. But uh, you know what else is kind of stupid semen is uh, Christopher's neck brace that he's got coming out of hospital as well. Yep. <laughs> him and yep. uh, Adriana are coming out. And he still doesn't know who attacked him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's he's paranoid that one of Tony's guys could come and get him. That you know anyone could would take could take him now if he just steps out into the street. Right. So bring bring the car around. Bring the car around. You know, like he's like he's he's worried. He's got the sunglasses on. Yeah, and Adriana's like, "What is someone in this bin? Ah, huh? someone got to come get you." But <laughs> yeah. it's like he did. He's wearing a neck brace. He did totally. get beaten up, but like, <laughs> yeah, he's not being that ridiculous. No, he. Yeah, I think as he points out, like they did a mock execution. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, so you had a heart attack. What is it gonna happen again? <laughs> Your heart's done it once. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they kind of have a little chat there about uh, he sh- how he shit himself, and <laughs> she's really yes. not taking yes. his uh, brush no. with <laughs> potential death seriously. So whatever, maybe they're just casual about that but um yeah they 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 sort that out and then uh anthony G- oh they go to uh thingo's house brendan's house mm, yeah 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 and uh discover him shot through the face in the bathtub yeah so yeah. pretty gory looking too pretty intense yeah it's, it is weird to swing it's the same as the tone of the scene almost it's like uh christopher's being like freaked out and he's like, no, come on, you got to take this seriously. I would, they, they, you know, they threatened to kill me. Mm. And Adriana's like, hey, you're, gonna, well, you're hiding under here, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, yeah, they immediately arrive to find a man dead in his bathtub. Yeah. And 
they react, you know, genuinely and sincerely, and it's quite awful. But yeah, the show it's at this point is still swinging wildly from t- from you know c- comedy to a dead guy. It it does well at that as like it mm. it is obviously it's a drama, but it changes tone to having funny parts really well. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they they never step on the uh, character development or anything like that. They're never at the expense of any of the important stuff in the show. Uh, there's there's funny bits all the way throughout. And in my opinion, a little bit of levity goes a long way. <laughs> I think that the only reason that it pulls off that being funny is because all of the actors are really good at it. None of them oversell yeah. it. That It comes genuinely from who these characters are. And they're, like, really well drawn already, like, four episodes right. in. Especially, like, Paulie and so on. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're so believable and ridiculous right. because th- 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 it, the joke being that they think they're funnier than they are half the time as well. Absolutely, yeah. These um, are funny people. Like, hmm. not necessarily purposefully, but these if, if these were real people, you would laugh at them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I reckon I'd have a good time hanging out at the deli with Paulie and Syl. <laughs> totally. For totally. a while, and then things Syl would go has, south. Syl has some good joke lines, actually. I think he sort of, you know, outs in the meta sort of of the, of the show, he actually has good lines that are, I think, a little bit more written. But I think, like, Christopher and, yeah, as you mentioned, Paulie, they're, they're just funny. Paulie's a gag man. Syl yeah. is like a wit uh, Christopher's mm. more of a physical comedian. Yes. Tony's yes. like a mime. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Anthony Jr. is uh, not funny at all because he calls mm. up, uh, they, they're playing a little prank, him and his little shithead friend at school on uh, yep. one of the other kids. He's got a page up and they call mm. up some paging service and they're like, can you text my friend, fuck you or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Your mum sucks or whatever. Yeah. And so yeah. the paging service does this. He gets the page over there and he walks over to them straight away. He's like, you did this. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> it could have been anybody. Nah, <laughs> you're looking at me and you're next to a phone. Yeah. yeah it it yeah. was you. So they get into a yeah. fight. It gets broken up. And, uh, you know, his shirt gets torn. Anthony Jr.'s his shirt, shirt gets, gets torn. torn. Yeah, yeah. By, what's that kid's name? Um... um it is something like oh, where where is the surname will come up later because you know we interact with the the family at some point. Yeah, fuck. What is it? I just watched it. It's like James or something. It's definitely not James, but we'll go with James. <laughs> <laughs> so James gets beaten up and tears Anthony Junior's shirt. Meanwhile, <laughs> and you just could. <laughs> oh man, the co- the like ah, I give up. Whatever. Yeah, it's John. <laughs> John? Is it really? No, no, it's not John. I'll, oh, I'll you had me now. that time. I didn't think you'd do it, it twice. I thought it was like a heart attack. It can only happen once. Mm. Um. Anyway, Tony's going to Melfi's office, and she's in like this weird thing. I didn't realize this was the setup with her place, but she's in like a hospital or something. Yes, me too. Me too. It, it, that definitely stuck out to me as well. Having yeah. already seen the show, like I completely forgot. I yeah. It's some weird there's a bunch of doctors here thing. They've got a bunch yeah. of them with like I had to go to a retinologist not that long ago. Right. And, uh couldn't find the place cuz my eyes didn't work. And uh the <laughs> Uh, I looked into an optometrist. He said, you'll be fine. I misread the sign. It was an optimist. That's a, that's poorly. Um, <laughs> sorry, appalling. I mispronounced it. I, uh, but it, it was one of those things with like, it's an office building, but it's all been converted into medical shit. Yeah, so, right, right, right. A bunch of specialists yeah. go down the hallway. There's a bunch of people who are, your, your ear, nose and throat people are in the same building. Exactly. And also, for some reason, yeah, that you got your dentist here, yeah, and your fucking head doctor, yeah, <laughs> just down the road. Hey, doc, I got bad teeth and a bad brain. Who can I go to? Why go to two places when yeah. you can go to one? And yeah. uh, Silla's leaving the dentist. I think um, the problem with your teeth is your attitude. Yeah, <laughs> you're grinding them too much because of how crazy you are. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um. So yeah, Sills Sills coming out of the dentist and like Tony's dream. That his nightmare comes true, basically. Yeah, where yeah. he almost gets rumbled for uh, 
going to a going to a therapist dodges into someone else's office doesn't get seen mm, mm-hmm. but uh goes into Melfi and he's like look i don't know about this fucking shit anymore i someone's yeah. going to find out i'm a big wheel i'm a big cheese i'm a big cheese wheel i'm a huge wheel of cheese someone's going to find out someone look it, it ain't breezy being a big wheel of cheese eh? i can't even bear this anymore uh i'm in a um 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 <laughs> <laughs> he started a sentence without a cheese pun. Well, mind. no, I had one, but then I decided it was the worst. I'm in over my ched uh, here. Uh, ched there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't really work. Nah. Um, that, that, that cheese pun was full of holes. Hey, well, Gorgonzola, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, yeah, up, upset about, like, hey, maybe I'll get found out. And Melfi's mm-hmm. like, Nah, there's no way. And he's like, how do I know I can trust you? And she's like, if anything comes up, I'll take the fifth. And he's like, what? Yeah. And she's like, oh, whoops. I let the cat out of the bag that I know you're a fucking crook, dude. Yeah. And I also accidentally, yeah, prodded at that in a, in a, in a therapy meeting. Right. Uh, but he's kind of like, it, it sort of played as, as a joke, right? He's like fine with uh, it because he yeah. is kind of asking that. Like totally. He, yes. You know, it, she. He's more asking about what if someone in my world finds out, mm. but she kind of more assumes what if what if the law comes to me, and I think he seems relieved to know that she knows exactly what the deal is, and that mm. she's cool with it. Yeah, it does come across that way. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Adriana has found the uh, Meadow and that other friend after oh, school. Yeah. Yep. Comes and gets her so Chris can like launch up from the back and grab her <laughs> like a ghoul. Yeah. 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 Fuck, he looks funny this episode. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. Man, there's nothing funnier than a neck brace. I'm sorry to everyone out there who's had serious neck injuries, but let me tell you, it's hilarious to me. It's good physical comedy. You're right. It's great physical yeah. comedy. Hey, if you don't like me making fun of your neck brace, just shake your head and then I'll stop. Okay Uh, Red Lester Hell yeah I was going to say (laughs) Some some fucking cheese shit Um, Your blue veins will be popping with fury But he's also He's also He he looks funny because he's freaking out About this uh, About what's happened to him He's like Meta you told your fucking dad right She's like no Mm. And he upsets her And he's like okay I'll buy you a happy meal (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. uh, Adriana is like You don't understand how old this child is Do you? <laughs> you have no idea Why did you give drugs to someone you thought Also wanted a happy meal? Yeah <laughs> Maybe he means a happy meal Maybe a happy meal is like a speedball or something Yeah <laughs> like It's another R- bit of lingo River Phoenix died because he had a happy meal <laughs> Yeah But um. But yeah He finds out it wasn't Tony Who right. came to get him He, I think he right. believes Meadow by the end of that yeah. And uh, so he's like, oh, well, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, uh, Carmela is talking to Thingo, Mr. P. Acosta and Mrs. P. Acosta and little Jimmy P. Go. Acosta. Jeremy is his name. Jeremy, Jeremy. P. Acosta. I looked it up. There you go. So was, he's, yeah. uh, Carmela's come in to talk to Anthony Jr. about like, hey, you got in a fight. What the fuck? You tore your shirt. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. owe me 40 bucks. And it's like yeah, that. Yeah. It, it, it's weird because... She clearly just expects this kid to fight. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She comes in and she's not like, "What do you? What do you mean you're fighting at school? Don't do that." Or like, "Hey, um, you know, you, you need to apologize to this kid." She's just like, "You wrecked your grandma's present to you. Yes, now you need yeah, to yeah. pay for it." Which, like, good, good lesson. Yep. He offers to wash the car instead of calling Mrs. P. Acosta. And uh, she's like, look, as long as you give me the 40 bucks, we're square. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think he, he initially tries to play it off as being just like, eh, it's not a, it's not even cool anymore. Right. Yeah. And that, and I think it feels like Carmela is more annoyed that he insulted <laughs> the present that was given to him from his grandmother rather than lying about fighting or just fighting in general. Exactly. Right. The lesson here isn't, hey, violence is wrong. It's, hey, respect your family. And uh, mm-hmm. if you owe someone money, that's important. Yes, Money and family, absolutely. they're important. This fight, yep. who gives a shit? Don't tear your shirt next time. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly right. She doesn't even be like, why did it start? Who caused it? Were you defending yourself? Were you bullying someone? It's not even a discussion. Doesn't matter. It could have been I fell off a branch. (laughs) Could have been I fell off a branch onto something else that tore my shirt. Yeah. Normally people would say I fell out of a tree, but not this kid. He wants to be specific. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Just like the way that they, it's just a given. The violence totally. will occur in the world to them. Yep. Yep. Um, very, very well spotted. It's not... Yeah, I didn't really think about it. Hey, it's those sort of insights we come to this show for. You notice the the Mario Kart scene? I noticed yep. this scene. Now let's yep. both of us notice nothing about the scene between Tony and uh, his mother at the um, uh, retirement community. Oh, yeah, when he brings the macarons. He's brought a few macaroons, macarons, mm-hmm. Francois, mm-hmm. macrons. Yeah, macaroni and Macaroni, uh, macro- um, uh, macklemore. Very nice. Um, and uh, fucking his mom's still just like, I wish I was dead. Yeah. Fuck you. I hate macaroons. I've never liked them. I hate everyone them. here. I refuse to try to get to know anyone or have a good time or make yeah. the best of... What is like, you know, like whatever. She's getting old. Everyone ends up in this situation or is living with their family who's caring for them, which yeah. she refused. Like, what do you, what else are you going to do except like try and hang out and have a good time? And she's just like, no, I will not. No, to the point where he's like, you definitely like these fucking biscuits I got you. I know yeah. that you like them. And she's like, not me. And then when he's leaving, she's like, leave some for the others, though. <laughs> yeah. Love, leave some for the lunatics, I believe yeah, she says. Yeah, that's exactly the word. It's, yeah. <laughs> she is so just like willfully cruel and bitter to her son here because she just wants mm. to make him feel bad for yeah. her age or something. Right, yeah. You know, so anyway, outside of the... Uh, the retirement community. There's like an old washed up looking guy with an unkempt tie pissing yeah, yeah, in the bushes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Another great shorthand character introduction like they did with with everyone in the cast so far. Yeah, like, absolutely. Okay, we get we get who this motherfucker is. What is this guy from? I recognize his face. I don't know. I don't think I did recognize him. Um I thought he was from Mad About You at first. I thought he was that guy. But oh, I, it's he does, not. he has a bit of um no Paul Reiser, but no no, um I'll see if I can find him here in the cast. Yeah, um, get, see if you can get a little bit of IMDb going on because this guy's face I really but he's a uh, like a sleazy pirate, uh, not pirate detective, private detective. <laughs> no, he is not a pirate detective. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's gold. <laughs> Everything else you asked me to find, I I know nothing about it. But this <laughs> this be gold. What's um, his What's his character? I. Uh, this is going to be hard to find out. Who this yeah, I'm not is. sure. We're it's episode four if the cast is in there, but um, yeah, yeah, that's he's like, you know, talking about hey, look, I got two alimonies, I make forty thousand a year. Fucks, you know, I don't want to have to do shitty jobs. But Tony's like, okay, how about I give the government a few photos of you and me together? Blah blah blah. He's just like shifty, playing both sides, private detective type guy. Or yep. I guess he's a regular detective. Oh yeah, he is. He's a lieutenant. He's a regular detective. Yeah. yeah, but he helps out the mob with little bits and pieces. It seems like. And Tony is asking him to look into Melfi. He wants to know who she is in her personal life. And he's like, yes. "Don't be weird about it." But I just want to know what she does and who she is and where she goes. And yeah, because like I think you're right. In that previous scene, there's no indication that Tony is suspicious of her. However, he is suspicious of her enough to that he wants to know who she's talking to. I think it's that he, she is in a position of power over him, so he doesn't necessarily not trust her, but he wants insurance mm. still. Like, yeah, he, yeah. You know what I mean? I think he would probably have that. You know how Batman has that thing where he has a way to kill all of the other Justice League people, and it's by oh. making a DC cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he, you know, you keep tabs on everyone because you never know what's going to come up if you're in a position Abs- of power. Absolutely. I forget. I don't know if there was another example of this this episode, um, but it struck us in in conversations about other episodes. He wants leverage over everyone, really. Like, that's his way to have power. And he kind of needs it because he's in a a precarious position where he does have genuine threats, so he does need insurance. He's driving a big car. Yeah. 
Yeah. He needs um, comprehensive um, insurance. Exactly. Rain damage. Yeah. Well, hail mm-hmm. damage, I guess I mean. Rain damage is unlikely. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's he's maybe going to be top of this car soon too because uh, mm. um, Jackie's getting worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. They're all visiting him and he's kind of mumbling and, like, you know, he's visibly deteriorated. Yeah, he's not. He's barely conscious. He's clearly on a lot of pain medication, and yeah, he's. If anyone's, you know, had a family member with cancer, that's. It's a very familiar scene. They just. They're totally out of it. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's no good at all. Mm. He's on the mm-hmm. way out for sure, and uh, they're all kind of visiting him. And then Christopher shows up and tells Tony, like, "Hey, look, someone fucking did this shit to me," and the uh, other guys are like. Well, that's Mikey's trademark thing, shooting someone in the eye. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did this to Brendan. And then they, because they, it's from what? The Godfather 1, I think, yeah. is the reference they make. Mo yeah. Green. Let's get back to that gabagool. Right, right. Um, and uh, I think they just say, it's from one. They don't yeah, even they, say yes, the Godfather. Exactly. They don't say the Godfather. <laughs> they say, it's from one. Mo Green. Because oh, what's the reason? It's something about his. His eyes are too big for his belly or something. Something like shoot that. Shoot him in the eye. Yeah, yeah, it's like a symbolic thing. Also, yeah. though, great way to kill a person. So uh, you could... Right. <laughs> anyone would maybe shoot someone in the eye. If totally. I was in a situation where I had to shoot someone in the head, I wouldn't mm. not aim for the eye. There are only a few, you know, landmarks of the head. And the eye, there's it, two of them. Exactly. Yeah. There's one of everything else. It's either eyes and eyebrows. There's two of each of them. I guess ears, yeah. but are they a part of the? F- they're not a part of the face. No, and you're not aiming for that part of the head, probably. And I Unless- guess there's two nostrils, but they're much smaller than the eyes. Oh, you'd be a, you'd be a fool to aim for the nostrils. And I don't know what message that sends if you're going for the nostrils. He needs to stop sniffing around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah, and, and he's going to. He's if you shoot the mouth, now. they need to shut their mouth. If you shoot their yep. teeth, it's he bit off more than he could chew. If you shoot the right. lips, it's uh, hey, kiss life goodbye. If you shoot sure. the mustache, that's uh, what they call the Groucho, which <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've been you've been wearing too many disguises. Yeah, you've been pretending to be someone like sure. their reflection in the mirror <laughs> too much, and it was making them mad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they figure out it was Mikey and Tony's like, okay, it must have been Junior. And right. uh, Christopher's like, I'm going to go fucking kill Mikey. And mm. Tony's like, you can't. He's a made man. And um, if you don't I know the Paulie made... Paulie offers to? Yeah. Paulie's like, hey, I know where he lives. Mm. Um, but uh, he tells Paulie just, hey, stay here and look after Christopher. Because, yeah, the made man system, which I think I only right. know from Goodfellas, is that if you're a made man in the mafia, it means you are officially top brass in the mafia and mm-hmm. you're under their protection you can't be killed unless you get the explicit okay of one of the other mafia people like one of the other made or some sort of group it probably changes yeah. from person to person but you need an okay from official mafia sources absolutely it just puts you above even if you are like full-blooded Italian, you're related to people within the mafia, being a made man is still that extra step. Your name gets put in the book, the, the you know, the, yeah. the the Cosa Nostra, you become part of the Omerta and you can't, yeah, you're untouchable. You're in. Um, you're in. You're and in. Exactly. exactly. You're untouchable and someone like Christopher, who isn't a made man, can't just kill you or else yep. they're fucked. Totally. And we've, yeah, we heard from a previous episode, Chris wants to be a made man, but the books are closed. It's not the right yeah. time. Um, and so, I yeah, it, this seems obvious uh, uh, now that the, the scene immediately following this, you know, has happened. But of course, Tony takes it on himself. Yeah. Because, I mean, Chris is surrogate son to him, you know, like yeah. Chris is yeah. his dude. And so Tony goes, yeah, he finds a little staple gun and he starts stapling yeah. uh, Mikey. Yeah, he really. Uh, <laughs> he he takes the ticket off the car, staples it to him, staples his jacket to his body, yeah. beats the shit out of him, staples and one of I- his fists to his jaw. <laughs> yes, <laughs> stop stapling your fist to your own jaw. <laughs> um, but then he wipes off the stapler and drops it at the scene of the crime like a gun. Yeah, that was, good. That was a good touch. <laughs> and like Mikey's screaming with these staples going in, it's like yeah. Oh, 
They're not that bad. It's going I, through like that, three yes. layers of clothing. <laughs> I know. I think the punches in the face would have been worse than the staples to the chest. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he does it, and then he he goes straight inside. Uh, Mikey was standing outside, or like sitting outside in the car, sitting guard for Junior, who was in uh, some little restaurant. And yeah, yeah. He's in, and he's like, oh, "Why the fuck you 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 do this shit to my my guys? They're my guys." You killed one of yep. them, and you beat up Christopher. Fuck's wrong with you, Junior? Yeah, like, they sent, they huh? took the truck back. They made good, you right? Know, they paid reparations. Like, there's no, like, you're only doing this because of, and you know, like, yeah, we noted it last week, the way in which this was done, which was with a sneer. You know, Christopher was not happy to be doing it. Right. The, it was out of obligation. And it was not done with respect. Yeah, and so he responded to that, and he's also like, you put your mother in a fucking mausoleum. You, you you know, you, you you ditch her, you don't respect your family, you don't respect anyone. And Tony's like, I'm running my crew my way. And then, uh, how, you know, how dare you do this? And Junior's like, what, so you're my judge now? Huh? Mm-hmm. What are you, Judge Judy, the executioner? <laughs> yeah. Tony's like, you didn't watch that show, did you? You don't. No, I don't. I'm busy. I'm busy killing <laughs> your people. <laughs> so uh, they're like, can we work this out? And Junior's like, all right, uh, Christopher's mine. He's good, right? So he works for me, and that will be your way of paying tribute to me for the respect yep. you did not show me. It's very yeah, tense. Find out, find out what it's like when Christopher is annoying you by accidentally stealing your trucks and shit. Like, see yeah. what it's like. Yeah, yeah. And Tony's like, no, absolutely not. And he's like, you what? I, so I offer you my hand. You slap it away. Mm. They're they're not on good terms. And Junior basically says. Fuck off, and if you come back, bring a gun, cunt. Yeah, yeah. Not just that staple bullshit you normally do. <laughs> a real gun with bullets. Yeah, and also there's a guy sitting security on the at the bench who is the largest man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he is huge. I don't, I don't remember the large man. He <laughs> is... Enormous. Okay. <laughs> it's just maybe it's because he's got a puffy jacket on as well. Sure, but he sure, is sure. just like he looks like Johnny Bravo. He's oh, great. fucking. He's a big triangle. It's crazy. But yeah, so real tense between uh, Tony and Junior. Yeah, yeah. No resolution at all. Not yet. Uh, we get the uh, detective pulling over Melfi and her boyfriend. They're driving yep. home after dinner or something. Having a nice night. Yeah. And, uh, I don't quite get why, but the detective like pulls them over, beats the shit out of the boyfriend, looks in the boot, like really makes a uh, makes himself known. From what I can tell, um, this guy has done this before from for Tony. I assume that he has checked up on Tony's girlfriends, on the, his mistresses. Yeah, he has he has had to do this before to to make sure. Because it's the same with Tony's, you know, the the Eastern European, you know, Guma that he's got. I'm sure that he doesn't want her telling anyone sure. what he's doing. So I assume this cop has like done this before, and and if there's been a guy involved, you know, he's given him a scene to shaking him down a bit and so, make sure the girl is only gonna be seeing Tony. And so the prime rib he talks about later, he says, "Why to Melfi? Why you got to go get hamburgers when you got prime rib at home?" He's talking about Tony. He's talking about Tony. He's saying, "Leave, stop dating this guy. Uh, you got fucking Tony Soprano. I get that. Okay, so he's gotten his wires crossed. He's a dipshit, and he yeah. reckons that Tony is fucking Melfi. And yes. that he wants to, he's going to intimidate the, the boyfriend. Right. That's, that's my read, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm just such a pure person that I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, my history as a corrupt cop may have played into my understanding of this situation. I was... Who can say? The whole time I was just shouting at the screen, why can't you discuss this? <laughs> Leave them alone. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the detective gives Tony the information. He's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, she's boring as hell. She goes to work and uh, that's it. She ain't even stooping the boyfriend. Doesn't sound like. Eats a tuna sub. Yeah. Eats a tuna sub and a Pepsi or something. Got a divorce and a kid. Yeah. 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 He's 19, but, uh, and she's also seeing a therapist herself. 
that that is the thing that that Tony's probably the most interested in yeah. because yeah, it implies you know he's open with her, probably she's open with her therapist. Right. So there's another link in this chain that he's concerned about. Yeah. Um, and speaking of chains that are missing links, the sort of it seems like there's these four different heads of crime who are all meeting up yes. over a lobster dinner at a strip club. I with- think I, the hierarchy I'm a little unclear on, mm. but I believe they are meant to be sort of like peers of Tony and Junior. I think these are all guys yep. who are like captains of the mafia. Just They're different all underneath Jackie. Regional managers. Seems like it, yeah. Yeah, And so all of these guys are like, Tony, you're the presumptive boss. You yeah. should be moving up. And he suggests this other guy. And the guy's like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. My kid's got MS. I need. I want to spend more time at home. And also, mm. you're better at it. Like, we all want you to do it. Totally, yeah. Tony, like, comes up with something in the meeting. He's like, oh, he's like, well, you should do it. You know, this, this, and this. These are the reasons that you qualify more than Junior. It'd be a respectable choice. And the guy's like, the fact that you have thought this through indicates that you're the guy who should be doing it. Right, right. Yeah, they're like, you just were clever about management. Mm. You Mm. do it. Yeah. Which, uh, like, he seems like he's good at his job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So, and he's like, ah, but I don't know, Junior... He's being a fucking piece of shit about it. And they're like, look, Junior, uh, the people in New York, they mm. like him. They they mentioned that, that the people in New York, they like Junior. So he's yes. like, I don't want to lose their support. But he's like, all of us, we don't really see it. I don't know. I think that's yeah. the way around, right? I think, yeah. I think Tony maybe is the one who's is like, well, you know, he, Junior has the backing of New York. Yeah. But I think the other guys are like, well, yeah. You know, but they also recognise that Junior is living in the wrong century. That's like, right. He does. He's. I'm sure Junior has great connections with all of these people because he's fucking 80 years old. But right. he's also a little behind the times. And if you force the issue, they're not. You know, they're going to go with the the heir apparent. Like everyone seems to recognise Tony is is the next guy. To the point where they're sort of dancing around this, but they're like, "Look, if you, this could lead to war." Yes. Like, Junior wants it enough, but you should be it enough that this mm-hmm. might become a real sticky issue. Yeah. And they all get kind of pissed off with the guys like, what about war? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Because, you know, there hasn't been infighting in the mafia, they say, for, yeah. for, for, for ages. War is like the Macbeth of mafia. You just don't say <laughs> yes. it. Don't say it. Uh, you can shoot guys in the face. Just don't say it's an act of war. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was the Scottish gun. <laughs> uh, Anthony sees this uh, little kid again at school and he's like, you mm-hmm. need to give me 40 bucks. Yep. And they're like kind of almost being chummy again because they used to be friends at a camp or something. Yeah. And um, so he, but it gets tense again because Anthony Jr. is like, you need to give me 40 bucks. And the guy's like, no, I did you a favor. It's the 90s. So I'm going to call that shirt gay. And Anthony, <laughs> yeah, that's right. They get into another fight and uh, decide, hey, look, we'll this we'll properly settle this after school at like a baseball field or something. One of my favorite lines of this show. There's another one coming up that um, I'll point out, but my one of my favorite lines, the first one that stuck out in this episode, was when they have a fight mm. and then that gets broken up, and they're sort of like Anthony's like, oh, I would have kicked your ass, and, you know, and the other guy's like, No, I was beating you this time, and then another kid off to the side just is like. Um, nobody won. It was a draw. Yeah. <laughs> he really jumps in there. Yeah. So like, nah, <laughs> you got to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Nobody won. It was a draw. You got to settle this outside. Hey, look at that. Uh, it's, uh, the wagon's coming back into town. Little exposition kid walking around school yes. looking for what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they decide guns at 3 p.m. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're going to a place called The Pit to That's have a right, fight. The pit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, Tony is at like a gardening shop looking for yes. something to kill a bunch of bugs. Even when he's just buying gardening supplies, he's like, do you have any like illegal things here that I could purchase? <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> Holding a big axe and he sees Mr. Um, Mr. Picosta. Mr. P. Acosta, the yeah. uh, kid that uh, Tony's fighting with, his dad. And, mm-hmm. oh boy, the dad does not want to talk to Tony. Yeah, um, it's it's clear at this point that the dad knows about this fight. The kids talk to his parents about it, mm-hmm. and the his dad is like, "You're you're fighting with 
a soprano? You're crazy. Mm. And yeah, Tony's come there genuinely buying gardening supplies, but he's holding an axe and this guy's like, you can see the sweat pouring off him. He's terrified. 100%. And he was like holding a bunch of gardening shit that he put on the table for a second and he like runs away, jumps over a hose, leaves it all behind. And Tony knows what's going on. Like this guy was scared of Tony. And so when he gets home, he's got all this shopping and he collapses again. He has another panic attack. Which you have to assume is because, you know, he's a scary guy. He wants to be intimidating for his job. But also it must be hard as a human being to have people reacting like that to you. Absolutely. To always have a second level to any social interaction is would have to be draining. And yeah, you just you want to think that you're a normal person or a good guy. Um, exactly and he's worried already that he's this frankenstein and then that's how other people look at him the townspeople have their pitchforks out every time he's just buying a fucking a regular everyday run-of-the-mill large axe yeah big old axe but then i think this this scene also struck well the collapse struck me as just like a culmination of the stuff that had been happening sure so far right because i don't know when he finds out that melfi's boyfriend got the shit beaten out of him it must be later but i feel like there's there must be a couple more things that are sort of fucking with them at this point. Well, there's all the tension with Junior and the and the 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 that stuff, but also he says he forgot right. to take his oh um, yeah his Prozac Prozac that morning, and so that's affected him too. So he gets some Xanax uh, prescribed that's from right. Melfi later on. But Carmela is like sitting him down and being like, "Is this?" Stuff working, like mm, it, mm. how how is the therapy going? And he's still pretending that Melfi is a guy. He's like, yeah, he's oh, yeah. he's good, he's all right. Yeah, yeah. He says like, I, this is this. I haven't had an attack in in ages. It's, yeah. It is working. And so Carmela's kind of going like, okay, well, look, keep doing this. You need to do this harder, maybe if it's still getting you down. And he's like, ah, oh, you don't understand. And she's like, yeah, that's why you're in fucking therapy because I mm. don't understand. It's trying totally. to help us. This is about our marriage. And he's like, yeah, but I'm afraid of my job. And she's like, okay, make that decision if you want. But Mm. I'm afraid of our marriage going bad. So Yeah, it's not just that he... He he threatens to quit therapy basically. Right. He doesn't. Yeah. It's it's. He just he says, just he's says it, it as yeah. He wants to. He wants to quit. He's like, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit. Which initially I was like, are you quitting being in the mafia? But no. He yeah. He's gonna quit therapy. Yeah. Um. And yeah, Carmel is like, well, I'm giving you an ultimatum. If you quit therapy, I'm probably quitting the marriage. Yeah. And it kind of yeah. makes sense. Like totally. He, he seems difficult. And yeah. she seems stoked about how the therapy has helped so far. So yeah. Yeah. Um. Melfi, he goes back to Melfi straight away after this and she's like, yeah, I'll give you a quick Xanax thing and that'll Mm -hmm. help with the short-term stuff. But then he does open up a bit. He's like, my uncle's putting me in this situation. My mother's fucking ungrateful. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he does therapy sincerely. Right. uh, Which doesn't always happen when he's there, right? Totally. You know, when he's... um he goes usually when he's at like rock bottom, when something happens to him, mm. but he doesn't always, yeah, even then he doesn't always open up. And then what when happens he, as a result of this is not good. <laughs> no. Cause well, when he starts engaging with it, he tends to storm out shortly after. Yeah. He's just, he has real difficulties with actually being vulnerable. Yes. But so this time he tells her about the problems and she's like, okay, there's this book I know about and I can give you the book. And he's like, Absolutely fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Then she's like, okay, well, the summary is that it helps when you've got elderly family members to give them the illusion of control so they don't feel like they've lost it. Absolutely, yeah. She she compares, you know, I I think she probably, I think she has said it before. Uh, When people get, like, very old, they start to return to exhibiting childish um, behaviours and Mm. traits. And she says it again here. She's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, with your kids, you know, if you let them think they won, then then they won't be a little dick, right. <laughs> I think is the uh, is the tone of the conversation. And so what Tony hears is manipulation. Okay. Mm. Decent mm-hmm. idea. Mm. Um, meanwhile, Christopher is uh, seeing one of his like dealers out on the street. Oh, yeah. On the corner. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he's like. I already gave my money to uh, uh, Uncle Junior's 
got, well, he just called, I don't think he calls him Uncle Junior, but no. <laughs> to his guys, because they yeah. said that they're in charge now and that you work for them. And Christopher beats the shit out of him being like, you work for me only. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm taking your yo-yo. I'm gonna choke you with your yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is called choking the dog. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically says fuck you. I don't work for Junior. And uh, if you ever also, give my I didn't, I didn't shit myself. Stop spreading that rumor. <laughs> Make sure to get that in. There. It really sounds like he shat himself. I think he did, and I think everyone's talking about. Uh-huh. It. <laughs> I think I can still smell it. <laughs> Um, and then the big fight is happening between uh, Anthony Jr. and uh, Jeremy. Yep. And Jeremy just gives him 40 bucks. Yeah. He's like, yep. I can't fight you. And clearly his dad has gone, you give that fucking soprano kid the money or else he's yeah. going to chop my fucking head off, kid. What do you mean yep. you're too young to hear that? I'm too young to die. <laughs> so, I'm only 45. Yeah. And Anthony Jr. is like, what? I'll fight you for it. And the kid's like, <laughs> nah. I just need to give you this $40 and have it over with. And then yeah. maybe it's Exposition Kid again. <laughs> I think it's a different one. I, I, their subtlety it does not extend to the writing of these side-charactered kids. I no. <laughs> well, the other one of the Exposition Brothers is like, basically, he's not afraid of you. He's afraid of your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And Anthony Jr. is like, uh, what? A die? Oh? Uh, Meanwhile, back at the uh, strip club base um, Tony's taking more of his drugs They're all just having a little sit around and a chat And on comes the news that um, Jackie has died Yes He has passed away in the hospital Giacomo Giacomo April is his real name And he's gone He's dead So now you Did it strike you that this was a sort of a very passive way to do this scene just finding out from the news news reports in any movie or tv show are always or are generally the laziest way of conveying news totally yes it is a very impersonal way to do it because like jackie's got a wife who we've met this scene didn't need to be at the strip club because like maybe you could say well jackie's wife wouldn't immediately go to a strip club and tell them afterwards but nobody even calls there's no yeah it's it's it is strange yeah you're right it's 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 like they're like well we can't think of another scene to have that has a hook to it you know that has some emotional thing or a reason to be anywhere so we'll Mm. just put them in the strip club because then we don't have to explain anything else it gives it gives a reason for christopher to show up out of nowhere i guess them being there but for it to be the news i guess the news as well gives it more context of what this actually means that Jackie has died. Like he is right in the mob. Now there is this power vacuum and you can address that without it. Like, cause that wouldn't be something that people would immediately talk about. True. And it gives more context, even though we have all of the context, but mm. it gives that little bit of extra context for Meadow and Anthony Jr. To talk about the fact that their family is a mafia family. Right. Yeah, but I, I think you're right that it is like it's not impactful, certainly. No, no. But um, because and Tony is like, I was just down there. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, why didn't you do it there? Like, why are we <laughs> here now, learning this? You yeah. could have been there. Could have had a, a scene. Where, but yes, I, I just felt like a little bit of a passive thing too. Sure. And yeah. well, and then Christopher comes in and he's like, "Did you hear what happened?" <laughs> he just means some other guy took his drug money. Yes. And they're all trying to shut him up uh, because their friend has just died. Christopher's yelling about shit. He's saying, I'm being made to look like an idiot. Everyone's trying to calm him down. He's like, no. So, yeah, it's uh, he's being a little shit. Yeah, we got to do something. Yeah, we got to do something. We got to we got to respond. This is war. Like to, to Christopher, war has started and the first shot has been fired. And he's just like, why aren't we fighting? Right. Yeah. Uh, and Tony's like, you want to fight? I'll fight your fucking face against this bar. Yeah. Who's going to win? And uh, But then he gets out of there to go to Paulie, right? I mean, to uh, Junior. To Junior, yeah. He's, he 
has already, I, I guess, been percolating in the back of his head the solution to this problem. Because, mm. yeah, he he's he says he would do, be doing worse things to Christopher if Jackie hadn't just died. He's like, you know, he is aware that he's holding back from probably being even more violent. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, head straight over to Jackie's uh, Junior's cool little restaurant thing. Yeah, with a gun, like he was told. With a gun, yes. And he's got it in his back pocket, but he goes in and he's like, hey, look. I've got a gun, like you said, but I don't want to have anything to do with it. I want to sit down and I want to talk to Junior. And he does. He's like, look, Mm. Jackie died. That other guy's still in prison. There's a power vacuum. We need someone. And Junior's like, yes. (laughs) And Tony's like, I think it should be you. Mm -hmm. And very quickly, they are all buddy-buddy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just as quickly, Tony whispers in his ear, you need to give me two of these uh, businesses, right? You yeah. Know, I need a safe face. You know, I, I can't look like I'm getting fucked here. Yeah. So it sounds like Tony doesn't actually give anything up, aside from the the, the role, you know, the, the title. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony gains material, you know, stuff in, in, res- in return. But, um, yeah, he, he allows Junior the, the facade of... Of being in charge. Right, because he knows that everyone still looks at him as this guy. Like, even if Junior is in... And they go into this right. in more detail at the sort of... At the funeral later. But Tony's still basically going to be doing the same job, but with more resources now. And Junior yeah. will have the title, which will pacify him. Because that's all he's mm-hmm. really after anyway. And as some of the other guys point out, it also puts the target on Junior's back from right. the feds, from every th- for all the surveillance, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, no one's... Well, I assume people are still looking at Tony, but more people are looking at Junior. Exactly. Uh, Anthony Junior and Meadow are looking at the 90s internet. Oh, yeah. This was, um, this was sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, that's, I forgot my other favorite line just before we move past that scene entirely. Yeah. When Christopher is yelling about re- retaliating, he says something like, this is Scarface. Last scene of Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. And Sil says, always with the scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, was very, very good. That's such a funny <laughs> thing to be like, this guy, he's always talking about things <laughs> as though they're other things. <laughs> he's always referencing movies oh, and making analogies. What's with this fucking family guy <laughs> bullshit over here? Saying yeah, this is like yeah. that. Um, but so, yeah, Tony Jr. is kind of starting to figure out. He's like, this kid said this weird thing that like, mm. oh, he's not afraid of you. What does that mean? And Meadow's like, you're the dumbest cunt. <laughs> yeah. Our dad yeah. is in uh, is a mob guy. He's like, what do you think he does? Why, why do you think, do you ever seen a rich guy, a rich guy, a rich garbage man living in a house like this? And he's like, Mm. Yeah, what about Uncle Junior? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Vito Corleone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, Meadow prints out like a bunch of old, uh, some website about mob guys and he starts learning I believe, about... I believe it was called megamob.com. I think it's megamob. Wait, let me just go back a little in, in this yeah. thing here and read. Uh, so they're, they're hunched over the computer and... Uh, it is, you're right, it is megamob.com. Yes. M-O-B website, mega, megabytes of bad guy. <laughs> that stands for, and it says, welcome to the hottest mob website. Visit the <laughs> Sleeps with the Fishes report, your insider's guide to who's in and who's out in today's La Cosa Nostra. Yeah. yeah. There's little gifs of guns shooting bullets across the screen. There's all, uh, yeah, photos of mob guys and it's all sort of, hey, here's who's in the mob. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Melfi is at the door of her uh, beat up boyfriend who's in, uh, you know, jeans and a t-shirt and she's in a nice dress. So she's like, well, Mm -hmm. we're not going out tonight. He's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go out ever again. Yeah. Yeah. He's fully traumatized as he Mm -hmm. should be. It's a pretty fucked up scene. And uh, it's, I guess, and I think... Okay, I kept having second or second guessing whether the scene was going to be a dream or not when when they go back like when there's another um, therapy um, right appointment. But yeah, she underlines it and it underlines sort of how, how you, you know how you forget about it. But like the normal people in this world are not used to getting their shit beaten shit beaten out of them or seeing someone die or seeing right you know any of that sort of stuff. And this guy, this normal guy, is totally shaken. A hundred percent. And it like, she's like, okay, well maybe you could go to a PTSD guy that I know he specializes in that. 
He, and he's like, you couldn't just give me something. She's like, no, I'm not your doctor. I'm your <laughs> yeah. fucking girlfriend. Yeah, or I'm your that date, was a little weird. So yeah, I, what do you think? Why was that in there? Because it's such this this guy is like just such a side character. He's like a throwaway. I don't know if he ever comes back. Yeah, I, he may. I just don't remember. But putting in that line of like him being sort of crossing that line or feeling entitled or just like not getting the professionalism thing. What, I guess. What, because that scene does two things where, like, one, that last bit shows that Melfi very readily draws a line between professional and personal. Right. That she That is who she is and that Tony is starting to cross that line. Yeah, right. And also showing that scene there makes you see why she would be torn up about it enough to bring it up in Tony's therapy session. Right. Which she yeah, does in the next yeah. scene. Because like, you get a little yeah. bit of Anthony like looking at a photo of him and his dad fishing. Mm-hmm. And being like, is my dad a crook? And uh, then Melfi tells Tony this whole story. And he's clearly realized like, oh, this is fucking that pissing guy. Yeah, that pissing guy who I told, like, don't do anything fucked. Just watch her and find out what she does. And he just did anyway because he seems like a fuckhead. Yeah. And she tells him the story and he's like, ah, moron. And she's like, what? Mm. Uh, he sounds like a sounds like a moron. Sure does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so she kind of yeah, she's. I think that that scene before lets you see how much it's impacting her, so that her bringing it up in this scene here doesn't seem as un out of character as it is for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I can see that. Because uh, yeah, she kind of uh, tells him the whole story, and she's like, "Ah, oh, that was unprofessional of me." And he's like, "Yeah, but good character development." Um, yep, <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, and all your your therapy stuff's been working. The Xanax is good, and you gave me a good idea the other day, so we're all good." Yeah, yeah, yes. Then, <laughs> you uh, gave me some good ideas on how to be a <laughs> uh, slimy little mob boss. Yep. And then uh, speaking of mob bosses, Junior is wearing this like fedora, like mm-hmm. a crown, at the funeral yep. of uh, Jackie. Everyone's there, and uh, you know, it, Tony's telling his crew like. Junior didn't know what our kickback to Jackie was, so we'll fuck him on that. We'll still be right. in control of everything for real. It gives him the title. It gets him off our backs. It puts the feds on his back, like we're all saying, uh, like you were saying before. So uh, it seems like it's a smart move. It's a very smart move. Yeah, yeah, it's totally placated this guy who, yeah, Tony and everyone else still views as kind of toothless. He's an old guy. He just wanted the pride. You know, he right. never got to be in this position before, and he's, it's you know. Exactly. So they're, they're, you know, he's getting kissed on the cheek like the Godfather. Christopher mm-hmm. points out that the government's taking photos and they're like, ah, oh, fucking assholes, get out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Anthony Jr.'s watching on with the biggest yellowest watch in the world. <laughs> he's got the most 90s watch I've ever seen. Yes. And he's, he's finally seeing it that like, oh, my dad's <laughs> in the mafia. Yeah, kind of not the most profound note to end the episode on. <laughs> no, like a really dumb child finally figuring out that his family is part of the mafia. Yeah, he's got this stupid look on his face and this stupid <laughs> watch. Uh, it's like he really is, and he looks back and forth between all of it like ten <laughs> times before it looks yeah. like it's clicked in his head. He seems like he's a bit of an idiot. He's a bit dim, but he's also kind of young. I don't know if I was like 12 or 13 or whatever, if I would have been uh, able to put that stuff together, especially if everyone's been sort of lying to you yeah. your entire childhood up, up till then. But it does play as a little silly. Um, yeah. But yeah, cutting back and forth with the funeral stuff and the, you know, the, the all the figures there um, is cool. And I guess, it, yeah, it gives you a good idea of like, oh yeah, because the, they're all in suits as well. You know, mm. I think that really underlines like, oh, these guys are... The mafia. When when you've got a funeral and stuff like that too, when all these people haven't seen each other for a while are seeing each other, they're yep. going up and they're shaking hands and they're kissing cheeks and they're doing all yeah. of that mafia shit. They're totally, leaning over totally. and whispering little, hey, I dealt with that thing into each other's ears. And they're like, what? Yeah. I couldn't yep. hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's he's seeing it because, it, yeah, exactly like you say, it is, uh, it is the clearest picture that could be painted for him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a clear picture of where we're a setup for where we're going from here of like, so Junior's at the top now and Tony's yeah. hoping that will stop tension. Mm-hmm. But surely the way that Junior's been acting, 
he's going to push Tony further and further and further because right. he doesn't seem stupid. He'll see that Tony is like, you know, above him in people's minds. So yep. I th- my feeling is that Junior will push Tony even harder now that he's in a position where Tony can't push back. Yeah, right. He's got big boots now and he's going to fill them. He's not going to even be too big for him. He's like, oh, well, now I have power. So yeah, these are I'm my boots. These are my boots. Yeah. Um, I don't remember, so <laughs> I'm excited Mate. to figure out what I'll find out what happens uh, next week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, joining us this week, everybody. Yeah. If you liked it, uh, tell a friend, share it around, give us a review, um, jump on the Instagram, Gabagool Pod. Uh, got a few emails, which is very nice. People are enjoying the podcast and loving the show, which uh, is great because it's a fantastic show. Mm. Um, so keep sending those in, Boys at gmail.com. No spoilers, <laughs> uh, please. Oh, uh, yeah. Good email. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we'll join you next week for episode five of season one. We'll see you then. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.